welcome to What Do You Like, the podcast where we bring, insert your name here, onto the show and ask them what they like. And this week, the insert your name here is Maria and Ryan. That's right. We don't have a guest, but that's okay because we like, we like hanging out. What do you think, Maria? This is a... Yeah. I think this is a really... I personally love talking about what I like and Mm. so getting a chance to talk about myself is you know it's going to be great right I do I do love our normal setup but sometimes you just need to take some time and be like no no this is good yeah yeah you need to listen to this right because contrary to maybe popular belief podcast hosts have thoughts too I like the band Nightwish. They're a Finnish orchestral metal band that has been around since the late 90s, founded by their keyboardist, Thomas Holopainen, who is, he comes from a family of artists, so he's very artistically inclined. And he's also, he writes all of their music. He does, well, most of their music. There's a couple songs that the other members write, but he writes a majority of it. He put helps put together, he has a huge hand in putting together their stage shows. And until recently, kind of the second in command was the bassist Marco Hietala. Uh, Marco was also like the backup singer. He cut like he and the singer of their their front woman, because they are a woman fronted uh, band that's kind of become their thing because they've changed uh, singers twice and both times a woman has been hired. Are they against, is that like a, an essential element of the band from Tomas's perspective? Or do you think there would ever be a situation where they would have a male lead? I don't think they would have a male lead. I think Mm. it wasn't initially something that he realized he wanted but then they asked Tara to sing and they basically he wasn't didn't know what to expect from her and she started Mm. her lyrical style was opera classic Mm. opera and he's like this this will work yeah and I guess like three singers in you wouldn't have a male lead because chances are they wouldn't be able to sing even close to the same as oh yeah any of them so yeah and Marco did have some songs that he was the only singer on or he was the mate he was the lead and the backup singer was their like singer uh, their female their main singer Mm. and he was kind of was like he and i guess their current singer floor because that's who's currently their singer uh be the main person main interactors with the audience Marco left the band in early January due to mental health issues. I think this has been a long time coming for him. And the sort of focus on mental health, especially in this quarantine, helped him realize that he can't be in the Finnish industry with his current mental health state. So he's like, I'm going to take some time to focus on my family, focus on myself. Hmm. And I can't really blame him for that. And no one can. Everyone's very sad. And I think the listening of music where he's the main singer just shot up. Like there was a big uptick Mm. because everyone's like, I got to get it now. It's like, yeah, but it's there forever. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Or I don't know, whenever there's news, I I feel the same way when, uh, like when Tom Petty died, it was like, I'm not that, I mean, I know, um, it's not the same. Marcus, it's not the same like at all, but yeah. Still, when someone leaves a, a band or you know they're not going to be making music, even temporarily, it's like, all right, I got to like, I haven't listened to them in a while. I got to like check it's that out because, because I know it's not going to, there's not going to be new stuff coming out from them. Yeah. So some yeah. of his, so some of the Marco fronted music I did send you because I sent you we So for people listening, we each sent each other playlists for mm. the types of, for the music that we wanted to talk about for mm-hmm. this episode. Mm, yeah and i sent a collection of nightwish i guess best described through the ages through their time because mm-hmm. the album oceanborn was their first album and that was with tarha and that was them just figuring out their sound so it's very different from their most recent album human to nature it's a different mix it's got troy donnickley who it was 
uh, first a collaborator with them and he plays the pipes. <laughs> he plays like, um, it's not the bagpipes, it's another type of pipe that he uses a bellows under his arm to pump. And he didn't have any singing roles originally. He was just there for like the folk metal feel. Mm-hmm. And now, and he has a song for himself in the new in the latest album so it's definitely shifted from being like we can only have our female front woman singing and maybe an occasional backup male vocalist to okay we can mm-hmm. mix it up a bit so, yeah yeah uh, when you when you put together this playlist so i'm looking through it now um you said it's through the ages the first few were the solo stuff yeah i wanted um, to start that off first because yeah that's the, the first two, so Falling Awake is Tara Turinen. Mm. She was their first singer. She was who put them on the map. I'm not saying that the band wouldn't survive without her. Clearly, they survived. Mm. But it was what got people's attention was her mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. And then Annette Olsen came after Tara was left the band on not good terms. And she took it in a different direction. She, her vocal style had to take it in a different direction, which not a lot of people liked, but I argue some of their best stuff is when Annette was singing. It mm. can be sung by a some different person, but that's, everyone remembers the, the albums that came out during, like, I think the five years that Annette was with them. Uh, some of the more, some of the more uh, remembered pieces within that, was around when Annette was singing is um, uh, the Imaginarium album, all of it. (laughs) So that includes Ghost Love Score, Poet and the Pendulum, which is about Tara being fired, and the fallout, and Thomas basically having to deal with, you know, mentally all of the hate that a lot of the fans were sending because this was in a, during a time when people didn't realize words on the internet can hurt people. Mm. And yeah. that also had a really bad effect on Annette as well because she wasn't Tara. And that I think both Tara leaving and Annette leaving could have either been worked on or more could have been talked about with a big dose of group therapy. Yep. <laughs> it's too late like the bridges have been burned mm. and they have, I wouldn't say feelings have like they've let it go, but that mm. doesn't mean they'll ever work together again, both yeah. singers. But I'm not going to go into that kind of drama. All, all you have to know is that uh, I think the, the main takeaway was this, that these people, like they are people, they have feelings, they're going through their own shit. And the fans aren't helping. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And that back that like back then it was like ten years ago. Mm. People didn't realize that you know the internet is not just a void that people are reading it and they feel mm. and they and it hurts. It yeah. genuinely hurts. And I think a com- it was a combination of that that led to. Thomas having a very real look at his mental state and nearly suffering a break, like either nearly or suffering a breakdown and nearly committing suicide. And that's Mm. what the poet and the pendulum is about. And it's considered, if I could say quintessential Nightwish, it is quintessential Nightwish, a powerful, personal, raw song that I think is what made me connect with the band because when I first started really listening to them, I was going through some tough times, not quite the same, not like him at when he wrote that song, but I was, you know, I was working in my first job in my degrees, like industry after giving, after deciding that grad school wasn't going to be for me. And I was working nights and it was tough nights don't work for me, but I didn't think that anywhere else would take me because the only reason why I got, I was like, the only reason why I got this job is because it's nights and they need people to work nights. So why bother applying for anything else? This is the only reason why, you know, if the only reason why I was hired was because they need people and not because I'm actually good at it. 
<laughs> so it was what got me really, it connected me and helped me, kept me company during night shifts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point about just kind of music in general that, you know, you can get any, you know, tons of different experiences from different artists, but a lot of them are like pretty relatable. And obviously it's not exactly the same situation, but I guess at the root, like the way you're feeling is pretty similar as a feeling to the way he is. So yeah, you get, it gives it, it makes you feel like you're not alone in feeling that way. Yeah. It's a song that's not easy to listen to mm. for enjoyment. It's for contemplation. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say you can't listen to that as your first night wish song. You have to listen. You have to oh, build. I did. I know, you did. <laughs> I know you did. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> I think I, well, I don't know. I, even sonically, like, I think I gravitate more towards, I like it because it's a little more subdued yeah. than the rest of their stuff. Um, it's got I, it's got acts it's got act one act yeah two, exactly i know three. it's long yeah, yeah but the other like all their other music it's great it was like it's it's loud it's exciting for me that's not that's just not the music i gravitate towards i gravitate towards like level easy calm you know yeah. um and the lyrical content could be whatever but i want there to be like i don't i don't like busy music i just like yeah simple flowy music so not nightwish that's not nightwish but at least like the poet and the pendulum was it it felt a little more to me i I do like progressive rock though Mm -hmm. and that's more like it's busy but it moves like it changes and i thought the poet and the pendulum did did that really well yeah one one of the things that nightwish kind of has a following of is there's a thing on youtube called reaction videos and Mm. it's people listening to music so you got people who are like i only listen to hip-hop until now so now i'm going to listen (laughs) to rock and roll and tell Mm. you what i think and i love it i love that this is a this is a trend right now it's about time (laughs) (laughs) nightwish fans love watching reaction videos Mm. of people reacting to nightwish because the only thing that makes Nightwish fans happier is when someone else discovers just how great Nightwish is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a guy, like there was someone I was, wa- I watched one video and I was reading through the comments and someone's like, excellent. You have joined the Nightwish family. Here's everything <laughs> you need to know. And it was just this, like s- this tome. Of yeah. <laughs> explaining here's what you need to listen to at what times here's the backstory mm. for each of them and this yep, is- <laughs> yep. And this is what you listen to when you're changing your oil this is what you listen yes. to when you're making breakfast this is what you listen to when you're driving 90 miles per hour down route i-95 <laughs> <laughs> and you need to go faster yeah <laughs> and so it like underneath goes ah I see the Nightwish angel, info angel has, has, has come. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's gotten a bit of a following and a lot Mm. of people who do reaction videos do it for the clicks. And, Mm. but I mean, they're like, I like it. Like there's people who go, Mm. it's not, there's either ones where they're like, this is amazing and it must, everyone must listen to it. And then there's Mm. people who are like, it's really good. You know, there's no one who's I have yet to see someone who's like, I don't like this band, like just straight up like I don't like this band Mm -hmm. because they're so their songs are so different as they've progressed. Mm -hmm. So you there is there's for you, there's like the poet and the pendulum. I'd suggest songs like Harvest or Endlessness from their latest album, which are also of the same like sort of slow and Mm. sort of softer How's the Heart is also one that I listen to when I'm just feeling like, when I'm feeling contemplative and feeling thoughtful and just Mm. sometimes you just need a song to like put you, to keep you in that mood. Those Mm -hmm. are, and those are uh, three songs off of Human to Nature, which is definitely a different sound compared to what they used to do or what Mm. they did before. And they might go back. It's the sound, like what they were going for was, bombastic intense like uh sound 
almost like out of a movie score. Mm. Um, and all of it, and it all tells story. There's a lot of stories behind all of them. Um, mm. I mean, hell, one of the songs is called Storytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is also a song I really like. It's yeah. off of their Imaginarium album, which they created a movie around that, those, the songs that they made. Mm. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. I should probably see it. <laughs> mm. you, should, you probably should. Probably. Yeah, that's a good point about it being like like a movie score because i think when i well when i was listening to it driving up here today i like so so many times i was like this is two steps from hell it it, it was like there were moments i guess just like very quick like i don't know metal terminology like (laughs) that's like yeah, dri- driving like a driving uh, rhythm baseline. guitar. Yeah, well, actually, the the bass lines too; those stuck out to me as like these are just like propelling this thing. Yeah, forward. Oh, they're they're amazing. Line, yeah, just if there's a change to the song's atmosphere, it's a change in the bass. Mm. Yeah, their drumming is also very good. Mm. Well, they've had two drummers, Yuka who I call in my head Yuka Finnish name because I cannot pronounce his last name. Uh, was you cannot pronounce it. Foul. <laughs> <laughs> Another one and you, two more, you get a timeout. Okay. Yuka <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was this, he, watching him is like watching Animal from the Muppets drum, except Animal is from the Muppets is an inanimate object that someone's putting mm. movements to. And Yuka is a person who has intense feelings about, it feels like about every, every song they play. He's mm. he just looks like it's like, he's like all hunched over his, his drums. They did a sort of like a documentary about their tour. And one of the things they did was they put a GoPro on Yuka's forehead and they're like, this is what it looks like to Yuka when he drums. And it's just like, his head is just all over the place. Yeah. Like, bang. Like, you just see, you see one drum and then all of a sudden it switches to the other drum. And it's like, you're at looking yeah. at this. And it's like, holy shit. He moves, he is moving so much. Yeah. This. And I, and he is a very emotion, seems like a very emotional, like, artist or player. Mm. And yeah it probably was that kind of emotion that led to him having struggling a lot with insomnia Mm. on on the tours. I mean, I can't tell you for sure. Everybody mental health happens in people who you wouldn't even think would have pro who are like, they're, they're so happy all the time. What do you mean? They're, they're struggling. Mm. And so I don't know the source of it, but it wasn't touring was causing the bigger problem so he had to stop and he basically went from working on site to working remotely or working at home in a more managerial role and his blessing was he gave his mate and they found a replacement for him who's uh, Kai Harato who watching him drum is very different he's more like methodical he's like okay mm. go over here and I played this point and I you know and then we did the, 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 and we go mm. over here we hit this you know he's, mm. he's very good but it's more analytical I guess mm. yeah it was sad seeing you could go but you know it has to be for the best and he's taking and it's more important that someone takes their health into account rather than mm. what the fans want and yeah he does he has played on at least one occasion their closing one of their closing songs their main closer is called last ride of the day because it is his favorite song and i'm just i'm like i would have loved to see that i think he only would perform it if they were in kitey finland which is where he lives uh, i think one thing that's cool about this band to me is that because there's been so much change in the lineup of who's in the band you get to see, I mean, well, yeah, with the singer and with the drummers, they just, they, they just lost their basis. Did they get a, a replacement or no? That's or is that thing. like recent? I don't know. It's, yeah. that was the big thing with uh, Marco leaving was I'm sure he mm. talked about it a lot with the band, but everyone's like, Marco is such a face of the band. Mm. This is going to yeah. be hard. Mm. <laughs> 
but but it's interesting. Obviously, you don't like to see band members leave, yeah. but but seeing people kind of make the band their own, or or that that like when you were talking about the drummers and Yuka had his own style and like seemed more like passionate, like more uh, like he felt the music and it was more freeform maybe. And then the new drummer, you said, is more methodical, but is still like extremely skilled. I think those differences are actually like really cool. Yeah. And and then that helps the band evolve too. Like a lot of uh, a lot of fans of various bands are like, oh, I don't like how much they've changed. But like, do you really want to hear your band sound the same? Yeah. Every album they put out. Yeah. It's like it's like. Uh, Mumford and Sons right like they started as a banjo playing like folk band and people loved it but then people started making parodies of like yeah this is this is how you play a Mumford and Sons song and it's like ding, 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 ding. Ding. it starts really slow and then like three quarters away and it's like ding, 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 ding. so then they're so then they're like all right we gotta like change this up so then they start they became more of like a like a rock band and everyone's yeah. like I like them better when they were a folk group but, but it's like, they don't, they don't want to do they don't want to do that anymore so yeah, yeah. I, think it, I think it's a good thing thomas is from what i've gathered he writes he's a very emotional lyricist very emotional writer and his he started with more orchestral sound more bombastic more like Epic, I want to say epic, like fantastic fantasy based sound. Mm. And they've tried, and as they've moved, you know, he he read uh, during over the course of the years, he started re- getting more into, I wouldn't say conservation, but like spiritualism re- regarding nature. And mm. he has written music for like conservation videos like promotional videos for example about like how look how awesome earth is earth is great you know is it the same style yeah it's well his oh i guess that that is appropriate i was just thinking like you i don't know you see like a a time lapse of like a plant sprouting out of the ground it's like (laughs) 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 no it's it's definitely like you know you take that and he took that into account it's it's a background sound yeah and i'm sure he did a great job he did a very good job and he's got an interesting range because while he has written these those albums he's also written a concept album called the life and times of scrooge mcduck i've never heard it (laughs) but it's out there and i'm kind of curious I want, I, i'm curious too yeah <laughs> this is like he really likes cartoons they trap so they went from that and then they went to more like story driven sound mm. like it's more subdued because their singer was different and she couldn't do that same noise or not noise same mm. type of sound and now they have someone who's in between but as they've moved you know Thomas started, he read um, The Greatest Show on Earth by Richard Dawkins. Their, so- their album, Endless Forms and Most Beautiful, is a concept album surrounding that book. Mm. Which, um, you know, I was like, that is fascinating because it's all about evolution. It's all about how life on this earth is fleeting and mm. we need to, and how humans have been have been on this earth for such a short period of time and it's so important for us to realize how much change we've done to the environment Mm. for for being on earth for such a short period of time Mm. tell me about it that's been my life for the past month (laughs) (laughs) that's all i've thought about for the past month with my classes yeah Yeah. class it's perfect (laughs) yeah no it's true yeah so Richard Dawkins actually, like when they performed at Wembley Arena, the ending song is called The Greatest Show on Earth. It's 20 minutes long. Mm. It is a monster of a song. And it is an experience to see it live. <laughs> There's one part where, like in the opening, like, you know, the, the pyro guys, they set off rockets or like they make the rockets go off from like with the promo- with the uh, program mm. and 
see Thomas when he's performing, he goes, he's like, yes, you know, and he like does it like a fist, like a, just like, yes, hit it. We got it. Nice. (laughs) He's, that's how much he, how much work he has into the show is he's Mm. like, go off. And then I hit this note. Okay. Yeah. 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 he, He sounds to me by your description, like a mad scientist. Yeah. He is just uh, people call him a genius musical genius Mm, yep i think he definitely has that kind of quality to him where he's just like you do not understand my vision yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is how it has to be yeah (laughs) or at least he did and then he's mellowed out over the years because like the band member because he sends the band members what they have to play or what they're listening to and they're just like you okay man you you kidding me like (laughs) Like, what do you want me to do yeah well they they're like it's good but are you good (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh the thing is though would they have been as good if he didn't have that attitude probably not probably not right or maybe not as good but it wouldn't have been what it was this the the arc of their of this band's life would not be the same yeah i would give it that also in the band is one of my favorite musicians, Empu Vioranen, I think, who is my favorite musician because not only can he shred like a motherfucker, he is one of the biggest goofballs I've ever seen perform. He makes faces at the camera, you know, like mm. they're, they're taking video to, you know, put on a DVD and they catch him like, taking a break and having some beer and he just looks at the camera is like what <laughs> <laughs> he like makes a makes a gesture like uh <laughs> like yeah. then he's like i'm just having a beer man <laughs> <laughs> and he, like he throws and he also his interactions with the audience aren't as he doesn't talk you know but it's mm. a lot of like you know, making faces. He throws picks into the audience. Mm. He's saying, oh, thank you, you know, for all the, you know, for all the uh, attention, you know, for the thing, you know, for your love. I, you know, he really appreciates it. But I've, I have not seen him give as many interviews as other band members. Mm. And I think it leads to a bit of, I think it's because he wants to, like, he, he's like, I don't want to give interviews. It's, I want to go do my own thing. Mm -hmm. This is time I don't need because it would be promotional. It's Mm -hmm. purely for promotion and I don't care. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I, I I have a job. I'm going to go do my job. It's going to be good, but I'm, I have written literally like two songs. I have two other side projects that I don't have to worry about right now. So mm. he's literally like the, con- he's just a guy who punches in and out. <laughs> mm. It's like, this, yeah. I have to do this now, punch in. Okay, I'm done, punch out. Don't even worry about it, go take a nap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what I love about him is he seems to have a very good understanding of his role. Mm. And he is able to play it well, he does like I think one person described it as Empu will play a song and he will do literally just exactly what you need. He doesn't do too little, he doesn't do too much, he does exactly mm. what the song needs because he's been doing this for so long that he he does it, he knows. He just mm. straight up knows. He doesn't overshred his solo, he doesn't put not enough effort into it. It's mm. exactly how much the song needs. Mm. Because sometimes if you listen, it's like it's kind of a small solo. It's it's not very long, and it just plays along with the it plays along with the main melody, and it doesn't really do too it doesn't really do too much on its own. And then other times, it is just a straight up shred. You know, he just shreds it out, and he like and you can tell if he, he's performing because sometimes he'll make a face like, "Oh, that was good." Yeah, <laughs> I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> he's like pat on the back. Yeah. go have some beer. That's literally. Yeah. I was trying to read interviews with the band, and literally half the things he talks about is having beer. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "Yeah, I get up, I do a sound check, I go have a beer, I take a nap, and then I go play." (laughs) (laughs) 
I imagine when I think of Empu, I just think of Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. A little less crazy. Yeah, like, less crazy, still goofy. Still a goofy bit of a cloud cuckoo lander, mm. I would describe it as, because yeah. he he's he's just doing his own thing and i really mm -hmm. like that because he's not he doesn't really have any social media accounts where he's doing promotional stuff he mm. just is like i'm just a dude and I'm, i play music and i really like what i do mm -hmm. you can like me if you want but i'm not gonna try to make you and i think yeah. that what is what adds to people liking him mm. it also the other thing is because people have an obsession with height he's only five foot three Mm. it's really cute yeah he's five foot three and then you said was it floor that was six one this floor is six one that's funny uh, <laughs> and, yeah there's actually a video where they played uh and the song endless forms most beautiful it was like their it was like a lyric video combined with music video and floor is standing on like a rise like a riser so she's a little bit higher than she normally is and M who's sitting in a chair next to her and it is just like <laughs> 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 it's like did you think that through i why did they have him sit in a chair <laughs> he was playing in from the chair yeah, he was playing from the chair. He didn't get oh. up. He didn't move around. He's just playing. He's out. He's jamming out. He's having fun. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, was it to take away from the from the knowledge that he is very short compared to her? Is it to not show that he is really short because it makes it look like he is very short compared to her? Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to hide it. And you're trying to hide it. Like it. It's <laughs> like I don't want to know if that's the case, but mm. I don't. I don't really care, but Some, sometimes, sometimes uh, I've seen at least one concert with a musician playing from a chair, mm. and uh, and be. Dave Grohl did it. Dave Grohl broke his leg. Yeah. It, so maybe it's it could be like a health thing too. Yeah, could have been. He he just like had to sit. He couldn't be on his feet for some reason. He does in music videos. He's always the one that is like the weird role. If that makes sense, mm. like they did a video. That's Flea too. Flea's always yeah. a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, like the Flea, like for their song, um, where they for Red Hot Chili Peppers, where they had everyone come in for a casting call. Do you remember? Oh that? yeah, yeah. That that's um, Tell Me Baby. Yeah. yeah, and and Flea literally takes a like a folding chair and he yeah. throws it in. Yeah, throws that's it a great video. Yeah, it's a great video. And, and then the song uh, "Breaking the Girl." It's one of her their like older songs. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of trippy and like they're in like a desert and they're being weird. Yeah. But at the very end, there's I don't know if you can picture the song at all, but like there's there's like an outro that's very. It sounds like they're hitting pots and pans together, <laughs> and Flea is in a full body orange suit. Yeah. And he's just like I think he. I don't know, flailing around yeah. to this like pots and pans music. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, so, but with Empu, for example, they did a music video for their song Noise, which is from their last album. And there, and the whole idea is that people are addicted to the image that they present on social media or on the internet. So, so they're addicted to it? Yeah. Or you that or what is presented is not actually happening, and it's a very mm. exaggerated satire of it. But the thing is, is as I was watching, I'm like, but this is actually happening. There's actual examples where this is exactly what is happening, and that's very scary. Um, for example, um, Floor is a is the perfect mom and she's got like a little kid with her and she's like taking pictures with her daughter and just being like smile honey you know like oh mm -hmm. look at her she's so cute and she's playing and we love each other and then it like goes to off the camera and she's like screaming at the daughter and being like why won't you do what i want you to do why won't you wear this dress and the little girl's like runs away so it's like that dichotomy there's uh, all the other band members do that kind of same thing but empu is among this like you don't see him for most of the video but there is this line of guys wearing cloaks and they're all staring at phones like the light you can see the light just coming up and then suddenly Empu's 
uh, light turns red because he's like, it's like he broke the system. And he like gets up and he tries to run away. And then the other guys in cloaks start beating him up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Empu volunteered for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, the best part of it is it has their drummer, Kai, take a selfie while Empu's getting, <laughs> with the background <laughs> being Empu getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> I'm like, Thomas was like, Empu Kai, do you have an idea? They're like, we think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got something. But Everyone's so, going to love it. Yeah, you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah. The other one where I'm like, did he volunteer for this is the song Elan. They did a music video and the, the idea is like, it has a lot of people who are elderly doing either hobbies or thing or working hard jobs like shoveling coal, for example, or working mm. as waitresses or, you know, that, that kind of deal. And <laughs> I don't know how this falls with everything else. I was I couldn't really follow this part, but there's an like an elderly guy who's putting on goggles and he's in like a swimming pool area and it's completely empty except for Empu in the middle of the room playing <laughs> guitar. <laughs> and he's playing he's just playing in front of this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so weird. <laughs> But, but the thing is is taping it must have been even weirder <laughs> they're like okay mr actor but you got your goggles on you got your swimsuit on great now just watch this guy play guitar yeah. <laughs> yes i get to be the awkward one again <laughs> that's exactly that's the kind of humor i love yeah it's like what is happening it's yeah so it's weird like, what am i watching like the rest of it i can follow I think this guy is getting ready for a job that he has to do. I just don't know what it is. You know, I'm like, this, I don't the guy in the pool. Yeah. The guy in the pool. I just okay. don't know what he's doing. I'm like, which mm. is why I'm like, maybe it's just a hobby. It's just something that he keeps doing. So he has something to do. Mm. Um, <laughs> but is the video more or less like serious besides Empu's parts or, <laughs> or is it all? There's definitely some hammy moments. There's mm. definitely some hammy moments. I don't know if it's done on purpose. Like, mm. there's one part where the band is playing in a bar in front of all the actors or all the people who were in the previous scenes. And there's one woman who's getting really into it and she's just banging her chest. She's like, yes! <laughs> and I'm like, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I'm excited too. It's yeah. a, it's like a, it's a good f video. It's just there's some po there's that moment in the swimming in the pool where I'm just <laughs> hanging out, yeah. <laughs> and then there's that other part, and I'm the rest of it, and it like it sticks out because the rest of it is pretty mellow. It, it it's pretty uniform in terms mm. of tone. <laughs> yeah, two parts, but I think they just have a good. I I like his sense of humor and mm. I hope and I don't know again because he even if he had a social media account or even if he did promotional things that's exact that's just what he wants to portray mm. so you don't know what he really is like so I'm mm. like he seems like a pretty down-to-earth chill dude mm. who enjoys what he does and does what he likes you know he doesn't mm. There's never something that he's like, well, I have to do this and I have to do it because it's like the mm -hmm. thing that because if I don't do it, you know, I won't get this done or, you know, there's always like doing something that's a means to an end, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. He's like, eh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do it. So yeah, that's why I that's why he's one of my favorite musicians, just because his whole personality, mm. it's not I don't know if it's forced because you can't perform not every gig that you do is one that you like so mm. you only see the gigs that they all the band liked because that's the one they are going to share mm -hmm. right. so you don't know what it is what he's like on bad days if he just kind of like slaps his face and he goes okay let's go you know and they all go mm. okay let's go we're gonna we're gonna get through this but for the from what from what i've seen he always seems like a really funny guy yeah and i don't know if uh if it was premeditated, 
it, does, it doesn't seem like that to me from what you're telling me because like do you think Tomas like at the beginning was like we need a guy who's just gonna be do weird stuff and not talk to anyone and just do his own thing like that's why I feel like you I, yeah it, who, who volunteers and everyone's like oh me uh, me me do I just get to drink yeah, beer while yeah. you all interviews and they're like yes he goes sweet yeah so so either that happened or yeah. that's just the way Empu is so I I'm willing to bet it's authentic I think I think so I yeah. want to think so and since we'll mm. never know except except Mr. Vioran or Empu, if you ever happen to <laughs> randomly be listen to podcasts and you want to tell us what you like yeah us. we have an instagram that's that's the long-term goal of this oh it is it will be like podcast. our last episode and i'll just be like it was worth it all right we're done <laughs> we're done we got We've him, peaked. We and got he'll, him. he'll get on he the was... show and then he'll he'll be like he'll i be like, like beer <laughs> yeah well what do you like about beer it's good it, it's good yeah <laughs> uh what's your favorite beer the one that I have. <laughs> the one that I have. Yeah. I did remember I was reading like sort of like a trivia profile. They they used to have it on their main website and Empu's like your favorite drinks. And his is like beer, beer, Coke, and beer. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> nice fair enough <laughs> that's the only like i read all of their profiles that's the only thing that really stuck out because i was yeah. like yeah he sounds like that kind of guy yeah it, so that i mean that's all like the band's personalities i don't remember like also a very good work with the audience like she does like mm. she came she was a last minute replacement and if you watch the documentary that they did, which is memorize the set list in 48 hours, she literally had two days to learn the set list and perform tours with them because she was a last minute replacement. And then mm -hmm. they eventually asked her to join permanently. Yeah. Oh, but so she, Floor Floor was a member of Camelot? No. This was this was two different things. The cam the woman um, from Camelot were like last, last minute replacement. Oh, then, okay, okay, okay. And then Annette was like I think I can perform and it just wasn't working mm -hmm. again. Group therapy session probably would have helped, but they were, mm -hmm. they've had a, they had a, like a really rough tour schedule. Like they were really pushing themselves to the limits. And this one, like that was the previous tour. And this one was like a notch below and Annette was just like, it still wasn't working. And I mm -hmm. think a combination of it was Annette was receiving a lot of hate they weren't communicating as well as they probably should have if they wanted to get through it. And then when Annette was Annette got pregnant and she was like, can we postpone our Australia, Australia tour? And they're like, why? <laughs> She's like, cause I don't want to be like six months pregnant in mm. Australia. Mm. You know, I, that's mm. not going to be fun. Mm. And they're like, well, what if we just got Floriansen? What do you think about that? And she's like, no. <laughs> Why? She's like, I can't tell you because she knew as soon as Floor took her took took up, even as like a non permanent replacement, and that was done. Mm -hmm. She's like, I won't be coming back if Floor joins. Yeah, like the fans will like her more. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to keep her job, which I think is perfectly fair. Mm -hmm. I just think group therapy would have helped. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it must be tough to be in a situation where you're in a band and you have a feeling that the fans don't want you there or a lot of fans don't want you there. Not just a feeling. A very you know for a fact because people confirmed. tell you outright that they don't yeah. want you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, and, I'm sure there were fans that were cool with oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like a lot of people like back then, I can't tell you I wasn't there, mm. but nowadays people are like, I really liked Annette. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like I really, I thought she was really good. Mm. And thanks for telling us now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, you know, because the, the ability to dislike and the ability to shove hate 
down mm. someone's throat. It's so much easier to do. Mm. And it's so much easier for that to gain momentum because we don't remember the good parts. It's mm. the bad. Yeah. And if you like something, you're less inclined to say that you like it just because it's like. Yeah, it doesn't need to be set. It doesn't need to be said. It's like, just keep doing what you're doing. Doing great. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then, but the person who doesn't like it is going to go, oh, I hate you. Why are you here? You need to get out. You're not Tara. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, people who get out, were uptight about like changes with bands. Yeah. I always think of it as like, well, are you really entitled to like what this band does? Like they're expressing themselves artistically in the way that they think that they want to and you're privileged to even like witness it you know it's not it's not your band and if you don't like it then just just don't listen to it yeah you don't have to get crazy about it (laughs) like i said i think annette was definitely more social media savvy Hmm. than the other guys because that when she was around this was this is the late 2000s, so just before 2010. She was so, no, because she was with the band for five years. Floor joined in 2013. And so, five, 2013. So she left around, uh, she joined in like 2007, 2006. And Tara was with them for 10 years. Like, so around that time, people weren't really like Annette was Annette blog so her transition to social media I think was more smoother than the rest of the Nightwish guys like they weren't Mm. doing as much so she was more open to what people were saying and you see this in like other types of groups where especially now because as much as people have gotten accustomed to the fact that words have weight, which, mm. you know, took us long enough, there's groups that, you know, their whole business re- revolves around social media or being on the internet. And that, like, those people who do Let's Plays, the group that comes to mind is Rooster Teeth, they, where they play, they do, they play video games. And they currently have a member of their group is, they're one woman, they're token woman, gay, like LGBT person of color, woman member. And she is, she received a lot of hate. She received so much hate from people. And the guys at first were like, oh, we all get it. It's fine. You know, just ignore it. But it's like, no, you don't get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're not receiving the hate that I'm receiving. Because it's mm. not just, I don't like you. It's racist, misogynistic, like mm. homophobic. It all mm. rolled into one and you have to receive it. What do like, mm. I feel like Annette was receiving misogynistic hate because, you know, misogynistic hate, hate because of her vocal style. And then she would go to the guys and be like, These people are not liking me or maybe she didn't even say that but Mm. maybe she just assumed that they knew Mm. and who knows like it's a he said she said and Mm. i feel like it just broke things down yeah i just the one thing i don't like is how much people railed against her Mm. when they really had no right to Mm-hmm. And Thomas, for that matter. And, you know, all the yeah. band members, but her in particular, mm-hmm. she was definitely, she was run out. It was really sad. Yeah. But when you listened to the playlist I sent you, what was like the rain? Like, did you have one that you liked in particular more than the others? Like, Yeah, I still think uh, the Poet and the Pendulum. I, I, I didn't get all the way through. The Poet and Pendulum was the last one I heard. I really liked Falling Awake. Just because I thought the line falling awake in a walking sleep is just like a cool poetic line. (laughs) It doesn't really, I don't know exactly the meaning she was trying to get, but I feel like it's a line that you could draw your own meaning from. Yeah, you can think about it a lot. Yeah, it really makes you think. I also liked Dark Chest of Wonders. I really liked, oh, Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, because that that one has a cool like thing at the beginning. Yeah, I forget. It was like a music chest being opened or something before it gets into. So I thought that was the theatrics of that were cool. I think the title "Romanticide" is yeah really cool. Yeah, that's an intense song. That was yeah, it was intense. Hearing that when they perform it live is it must literally like from the sound must just shake your whole body because mm. it is such a like the the chords are so like bang you know yeah you know very forceful but. yeah but yeah and then and then i gotta finish it yeah like i said before uh, my ears are not well tuned for metal music yeah so it's difficult for me to even like I'm, I know there are differences in the songs. Yeah. But to me, they sound very similar only because I'm not very skilled with listening to it. Yeah. But I will say the things that stuck, stuck out, and I forget which song it was. There was one with really good horns, or like you said, it was like a pipe maybe. Mm-hmm. And the one of them, and I forget which one it was. Everdream maybe? Um, the one that reminded me of Celtic music? No, maybe not. I forget Ever which Dream one Everdream is um, more in the vein of Dark Chest of Wonders, especially the version okay. I sent you because yeah. that, I've sent it with Tara singing it and Flora sang it as well. But Tara, Tara's, I feel it's just a personal opinion, but I think Tara's definitely is more, more gear. It's more geared towards her as a song. So therefore she mm-hmm. is able to put like the force behind the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think either singing it is freaking fantastic it's one of those songs that i could that make me like zip you know when i'm running like just mm. suddenly i'm like why am i running so fast yeah or yeah. you're you're slamming on the gas in your car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like we're going faster <laughs> yeah it's very theatrical i guess is yeah. a good a good way to describe it mm-hmm. so yeah and then the incorporation of it's not just because a lot of bands and especially in metal from what I've heard of metal, they don't bring in other sounds really. It's like you have your basic mm. uh, set of instruments and then everyone in the band is just trying to innovate and make different type of sounds with what they have. Mm. But I feel like this band is one that experiments with a lot of different instruments, a lot of different sounds, and that's pretty cool. I think they each, they've worked with each other so much, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was, it's Yuka, Marco, Floor, and Pooh, and Thomas, or like, especially like that, or with Kai, they work so much together that they each have a piece and they are like, wow. and you just fit the piece together and you do, you know, you have to do it mm-hmm. exactly this way and you have to be you have to play it this way and then it'll all fit together but you do it so much and you learn and you work so much together that it all becomes more natural like mm. i remember when floor had just joined in that docu you know they were asking her how she was doing in the documentary and she's like i'm still getting the hang of it because there's so many beats you have to know whether it's where to stand on the stage Mm. or when to come in for the song and Mm. it's like oh that i didn't even think about where to stand on the stage yeah like empu's got a whole like yuka showed us uh and where empu stands he's got this whole bunch of pedals that he has to hit at certain points for his for how he sounds and he's like and he usually messes it up are they (laughs) are they loop are they loop pedals or are they like uh, distortion? Oh, they're probably like distortion pedals. They're like, I can't remember. Like he literally mentioned it and all he said was, this is what M-P- where Empu stands. These are yeah. the pedals he has to hit mm. and he usually messes it up. And then he walked away. <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, okay, can we hear more about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like a uh, some bands, it's, ju- it's just the music and whatever happens on stage happens. Or you can have like, this is literally a carefully crafted performance where everything has to go perfectly or yeah. per, or in a particular way which is funny I, that you can have a guy like empu who's just like also not taking it I, he obviously takes it seriously but also yeah. 
you know, kind of makes kind of makes it his own too. He and Floor were in the middle of a prank war for a bit. He kept turning off the sound in in her earbuds, so she couldn't hear. <laughs> on <laughs> stage. Hear. On stage. Oh snap! Like there's one see, there's one part of like where they're performing, and he walks behind her, like hits a button, and then walks away, and he just turned the sound off so she couldn't hear like the backing tracks. That's funny. <laughs> it is, and she. It wasn't a very long prank war because in retaliation, she replaced his beer with apple juice, which he hates. And he nearly spewed it all over a speaker. Oh, no. And that's when the texts were like, okay, now we're done. Yeah. (laughs) You guys stop. (laughs) Yeah. Because he, like, he took a sip and wasn't expecting it. And he just Mm. spit took all over the, (laughs) (laughs) all over a speaker. And they're like, um, uh, that's bad. (laughs) Oh, Jeez, I don't drink beer, but I can imagine that'd be so gross. If you're expecting, Ugh. if you're expecting yeah. one thing, yeah. and you get another thing, it's like eating a Skittle and a bag of M and M's. Oh yeah, I, I I feel like it's exact, like probably exactly the same. Oh, mm. it just sounds really gross. But yeah, he would uh he he like plays jokes on everyone, and like one thing Thomas did say was he had to learn to let things go, mm. because he's like I have everything perfectly planned out. And it's not going to go that way. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I need to learn to be okay with that. Because mm. <laughs> it's like, Good. what, almost two, two hours worth of entertainment and planning. Mm-hmm. And you have everyone yeah. working in the background, trying mm-hmm. to put it all together. And not everything's going to hit exactly right. Yeah. So all you can do is try your best. Yeah. And the thing is about concerts like most people unless you're just like a huge music nerd where you actually notice every little thing like you don't no one's going to notice anything they're just enjoying the music one thing that's like a little off to you you're not even gonna no one's gonna even care there is one one of their live performances for the song seven day to seven days to the wolves which is also a very it's an intense song and I love the mood change midway through. But when they mm. perform it, they performed it at Wembley. I think Marco missed a beat because he's supposed to sing the backup. So you go, mm. she goes, seven days to the wolves, like is like the what he's supposed to say. And he was too late <laughs> or something because he goes, seven days to the, seven days to the yeah. wolves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't think he was supposed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone, I'm like, no. And I, you know, because I'm, I was reading the comments and I'm like, no one's mentioned it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it was... actually, I usually because I've been to a few shows where they've screwed up somehow, like something yeah. goes wrong. Yeah, and I actually the crowd usually loves when that happens because it like humanizes them. Oh and yeah, and then they they just like laugh it off, like all right, that was terrible. Like we got oops. Because when I I saw Fleetwood Mac, and this is Fleetwood Mac, right? Fleetwood Mac. We're, we're at the we're at the TD Garden. There's like yeah. thousands of it was like twenty three thousand fans. And Jeez. probably more actually, because they fill up the bottom. It's yeah. more than just like the arena capacity. And they started playing, oh, it was one of their bigger songs. They played like Go Your Own Way, which is like uh, everyone's favorite, right? And they start it and it just sounds terrible. Oh, no. And then they get like a minute in and then um, it's not Lindsay Buckingham. They got was someone else to be Lindsay, lead. Lindsay left. Lindsay's, Lindsay's been... It's there's still drama. Lindsay wasn't there. Okay. He was um, just like, you know, nope, nope, we're gone. We're done. But the the lead guy was like, all right, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Something's wrong. Is like uh is Catherine McPhee, who's like one of the original members. He's like, all right, Catherine and I are on in two totally different keys. Oh. And they're like, okay, we're gonna start over. And they're like, all right, we're in key of A. Let's start that again. All right. And then Who's they using what key? Yeah. But but they like laughed it off and like it wasn't a big deal. And oh. and if that it was like, oh cool, like Fleetwood Mac is this like iconic band and they still make mistakes. Oh yeah. It was it, it was cool. Yeah. You can't do something literally a thousand times and expect for it to go perfectly right every yeah. like, even and they, after a period of time. 
Yeah. And the other thing is if you're, if you're a band like Fleetwood Mac, you play the same songs over and over and over. So that's why a lot, they will actually play a song in a different key to just like mix it up. So that to me was just like a miscommunication. It's like, okay, we're used to playing it in this key. The original's in this key. We didn't tell everyone in the band which one yeah. it was going to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that documentary that I'm talking about, which if anyone's ever interested in like seeing that side of things, know that learn the set list in 48 hours, pretty good. Mm. Well, mostly in Finnish. <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. With subtitles. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's it's kind of <laughs> there's some part like Troy's the only one who speaks English like as his first language in the group. So everyone else is just like da -da 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 -da, you know, like talking mm. in Finnish and he's like, "Okay, what they said was." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I think documentaries are a good way to like get into a band too. If you know something about the band, go, yeah. like going into their music yeah. helps you appreciate the music a little more. I think. Yeah, it does touch upon two very prominent parts of this band's like, li not life, but like arc. It was mm. Annette getting sick and them having to basically like shove something together last minute and praying that the fans liked it. And then Annette leaving and they're moving on from that. Mm. The other thing is, is Annette specifically asked to not be in the documentary, even though she's like a good part of the tour in the beginning of their tour through the United States. Hmm. So weird parts where they literally took her out of the footage. So there's an oh. empty microphone just on stage and it's where she was singing. And it's like, and at first I'm like, where is Annette? I mean, I know they asked, she asked not to be in it, but I thought they just like caught, like cropped her out. I didn't realize yeah. they actually took they her They removed out. her. Yeah, they removed her. That takes editing skills. <laughs> like, they took her request to heart. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a lot of effort to do. It's just to yeah. remove someone from footage and like clean it up to yeah. make it look good still. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, they were not fucking around. No. Yeah, that's crazy. Bands like this where it is like what where it's what there's what the topics are more fantasy based especially in the beginning. I really like that. Mm. I fantasy is the genre that I enjoy especially in reading. Mm. And then transitioning to the planet's beautiful. Like look mm. at the earth. You know, like Look at it. Look at Look at it. it. Like Look at it. Like Thomas is just shoving, shoving all the listeners' heads into the dirt, just being like, yes. "Look how beautiful!" Love it. <laughs> Love cover it. crops, cover crops. <laughs> you must save the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Diversify your environment. Biodiversity. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, that would be so funny. Just, just running around. He wears like a, his top hat is like part of his stage costume. And he's just like, yeah. everyone just look at the grass. Yeah. <laughs> look at this chipmunk. Isn't yeah. it cute? <laughs> Organize your livestock to simulate a herd of <laughs> buffalo migrating. <laughs> Don't leave them in one spot. <laughs> your class going well? <laughs> this, is, this has been my life. I told, yeah. I know. I know I, I'm loving it. But I have like such a strong urge to just like own a farm and that yeah. would be it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the only or, farm I've run is from Stardew Valley and I realize I'm not cut out to run a farm. You ran a, wait, what is this? I, run, I play the, I play the video game Stardew Valley. Oh, so that, what do you, you build farms there? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Farm. It's not, it's not going well. No, it's fun. Okay. Uh, I just, I just know that it's much easier to tap something and have it be like, all right, your crops are watered. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about like, where is this water coming from? What yeah. part of the country are you in? Is, yeah, well, uh, it's a made up country, so do it's you, cool. Okay, cool. What is your irrigation system? It is a water. Is it, is it sustainable? No. Is, <laughs> no. You just press a button and it waters and it comes from somewhere, but you don't know where it came from. It comes from the lake next to my house, which I don't know if it's okay or not. Yeah. <laughs> so far, they've yeah. been living. Well, that's <laughs> good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
it's been a, that was a fun episode i think that we, was a fun episode. Uh, we did it all nice we did it nice do and we do we are, are we gonna do like a conclusion to it before getting into the next next topic yeah. okay i don't know how we would do that though because it's not like thank you for joining us thank you thank us for joining us today <laughs> thank you for joining us thank you ryan for joining me and thank in thanking us right yeah so maria likes nightwish in conclusion and i also like nightwish and i need to explore it more so that i can get a better ear for it 